Hello and welcome to the Spill Sesh with Sage. It is your host Sajel with you this Monday afternoon. I hope you've had a great week and in today's episode I have Hare. He is my junior from Wikim Wee. We go to the same uni together. We're both studying communications and we were in the same last talent competition together if you remember from last year. So that was really fun and now he's killing the game on TikTok and social media and he's just doing great overall. I had seen an Instagram story that he posted a while ago and it was about how he stood up to a lecture in school and this was a while ago and I had actually no idea what happened because I was on my internship but I did see the story and I I remember thinking to myself that this is really really important to talk about because people don't stand up to authoritative figures enough especially when it's necessary so i reached out to him a while later and i'm glad that i did because the re- the situation had cooled down he was in a better place to talk about it as well and here he is on today's episode to talk about his experience and to explain why it's so difficult for especially minority groups to do so so i hope you enjoy this episode and let's get into it hello here welcome to the spell session with say hello <laughs> It's been a long, long time since I've seen you. Yeah. Probably like the last time I saw you in person was, uh, I don't even know, over a year ago maybe yeah. in school. Yeah, yeah, because you were on your internship and then, I mean, I was always mm-hmm. in school. So, and then, yeah. <laughs> I know, and but I mean, I've seen you all over social yeah, media. No. Like you're becoming a full-fledged TikTok star. No, no. Guys, Sejo is doing everything. Like, she's on YouTube. <laughs> she's on the podcast. She's on TikTok, Instagram. <laughs> So, yeah, but, you know, we're moving into no, a new age. I, yeah. I honestly, I was telling you uh, the other day, like, I'm a huge fan of you and your whole, like, friend group. Atika, <laughs> Tanisha, I love it. I am, like, stands of all of you. Yeah. Um, like, even when I was working in Touch PR, I remember, yes. like, that's why I, I reached out yes, to you. Yes, yes. So, I was like, oh my god, there are these group of TikTokers, like, we need so to fun, get right? them on board. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they, and they did so well for the Ulo one, so that was that was really fun. But yes, I mean, of course, other than all of that, of the amazing achievements you have on TikTok, and just in general, we know each other from Wikim Week. Yes. So why don't you just introduce yourself, um, a little bit about you, okay. tell me anything. So, um, my name is Hare. I'm currently going to be a year three communication study student at NTU, um, the Wikim Week School of Comms and Information. Um, yeah, that's basically it. There's no other um, intro that I would like to add. I think that's, you know, basically it. Also, I just remember, we were in Last Talent oh. together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did this thing for Lazada. Uh, Sejo was also in it too. It was really fun, the whole process. Yeah. And he won. What, do you, what, do you, what uh, place you get? Second or third? Uh, basically, just top three. There's no like winner. Top like three. Top three, yeah. Yeah, he literally got to top three. So are you still working with them? Or uh, no. My, my, my contract ended um, in... Wait. Yeah, so uh, December, the last day of December. So when it started, when I started, when we started a new year, it already ended, yeah. So my contract with them ended. And, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. But it, was, it was a fun yeah, time. Yeah, but that was really cool too. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, you're very prevalent on like social media or you, you use a lot of social media, yeah. obviously. So, yeah. which is why that's how I saw what I saw on social media too. Mm. That's why I got you on this podcast. And mm. basically a while ago, um, so I was on my internship. So I have no idea what's happening in Wikimedia. Mm. Anyway, to be very honest, 
like I had never have any idea what's happening in Wikimedia. Like honestly, I'm always on the like on the outside, just like looking in, like what is going on. My friends always make fun of me that I have no idea like any of the tea or anything. Yeah, yeah. But I saw this Insta story that you posted about you standing up to a lecturer yeah. slash professor in Wikimedia and yeah. in, in NTU. Yeah. And um, it really caught my eye because this is not the first time I've seen someone do that. Like one or two other people I know, uh, also posted on social media like like last year or something like that like an instant story like you know i sent this email because of some racial profiling mm. that they experienced yeah and when i saw you do it as well as i oh my gosh like and at the time obviously it was so busy and i i knew that i needed to have you on to the podcast to talk about it because i think it's so important to stand up to authoritative figures yeah. when necessary yes 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 um yeah although it might be hard and difficult right yeah and i think that's what I want to talk about in this podcast as well. I think when we were talking about the episode, um, it's not about, you know, um, drama or anything. And and we talked about it. And it's really about, you know, um, to get this thing where, like, I think a lot of times we are, we are raised in a culture of you have to listen to authority, uh, don't question it, just do it. Um, but then there comes a time where you kind of have to make the decision for yourself to to stand up for yourself and maybe for other people as well. So I think this is really important. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I like, just like to put all the disclaimers first, like yeah. we're not going to bring up any names. Nope. <laughs> like you said, this is not for any drama. No. We are not doing any of that. Yeah. It's not to bring anyone down, yeah. not to bring anyone up. It's really just yeah. to learn from what yes. you did and to inspire yeah. others to be able to make that same step because it is very scary. Like when you were telling me the entire story, which we'll share later, yeah. like it is very, very daunting to do what you did and it I is, commend you is. for that, which is why I wanted to bring you on. So why don't we just get into it? Why don't you take us through what happened and what was the last straw that led you to finally bring it up to, or well, stand up to the professor in class? Yeah. Okay, so um, the whole the whole issue is very intricate um, and it's been like weeks and weeks. So this lecturer teaches me two classes. So um, I think for, for those who, people who are, might not be familiar with uni, you probably take like six classes. So having two out of six is quite a, for the same lecturer, it's quite like a, you know, you see her quite often, you know, kind of thing. So, um, and it's, it's a whole slew of issues and, and things that she has done that was a bit like, you know, risk, like the thing she does will raise your eyebrows kind of thing. But um, I'm just going to water it down and say that there were two incidents at the final weeks of school that kind of were the final straws for me, if, you know, so to speak. So um, in one week, you know, um, this is week 12. We have 13 weeks in school. So in week 12, second last week of school, we had this big um, presentation that we will be, we were preparing for for weeks and weeks and weeks. So to celebrate, um, we she bought pizza for the class, and um, without thinking, um, I just ate it because you know, uh, yeah, I just really didn't think about it. So I was eating it, and literally at my last bite, I looked at it. I was like, "Wait, this is pepperoni pizza." Then I was like, mm, "You know, uh, will it have contained pork in it?" So I was like, "Uh, okay." So I was a bit like flustered at that point, but I was like, "Never mind," because there was a client there who was judging our presentation. So I was like, you know, I, I, I quietly googled at the side and then sure enough, there was pork in the pizza. So that was quite shocking to me. I was a bit like, oh my god, because I'm Muslim and I don't eat pork. 
soon after that, um, I was like, I, I didn't bring it up with her because I feel like, you know, just, okay, it's, it's, it's bad, but let's just move on. Um, anyway, there were a lot of things that um, I had to do that week because, you know, exams were next week. So the next week rolls around and this was for her, another of her classes. So, uh, and this was already the fasting month. And um, she basically, you know, had baked goods. Uh, when we entered the class, there were baked goods at each table. Each group had, you know, one plate of baked goods and stuff like that. And, you know, bearing in mind the things that already happened in the previous weeks. And then, you know, that incident that happened to me the last week, I was like, when I look at the situation, I'm like, hey, people are fasting in this class. Um, there were, it's not just me. And I think it's a bit insensitive because she obviously did not um, uh, think about people who might be fasting in a class. So uh, I think it was a bit like, okay, that's a bit insensitive. But then, so at the point I was very frustrated, right? And I was very stressed with, with the exam that was about to happen. So I just like told, my, told one of my friends, I was like, you know, this is so tone deaf. Like, why would she, you know, do this? Especially when people are fasting, yada, yada, yada. But then my friend was like, you should tell her. I was like, no. I don't want to say anything because it's before an exam and I want to deal with this on my own terms, like maybe after the exam or maybe not at all, you know. Um, but then I, I, as I sat down back to my table, I saw the girl that I was talking to telling this, she was talking to her already. So I was like, oh my God, I know what's coming already. I know that she now knows about the quote unquote issue and it's going to be a thing. So I was bracing myself for impact, basically. So, so I I see them talking, and then the next thing that comes out of the lecturer's mouth was, um, oh, but yesterday I saw Malay people eating in my class, right? And she said this in a in a volume, obviously that everyone can hear, you know. So after that, I was like, oh my god. Then after that, um, I kept calm because I knew that whatever reaction I gave was would be, you know, like everyone would be looking at me. <laughs> So I just looked up to her, then I said, in the most calm tone possible, I was like, you shouldn't assume though. Just these few words, you know, and then she started getting flustered and then she started like, you know, um, speaking really fast. I just did not even look at her. I just stared at my screen. And then when, once everyone calmed down, everyone was already in their seats and then she started talking about the test. And then she suddenly went to me and then very awkwardly, Announced to the whole class like, oh, you know, uh, I'm offering my official apology to her for, you know, bringing baked goods into class. And it was really awkward. <laughs> um, yeah, I, all the eyes were on me. It was really awkward. I, my, the people at my table didn't know what was going on because some of them were late. And then I was just like, they were looking at me. I was looking at them. I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I just very, I gave a very sheepish smile and just like kept to my computer. I just didn't know what to do. Um, but basically that was it. And then, um, she sent me an email right after class, um, kind of explaining herself, um, which I saw as more of her giving excuses. She was, uh, basically the gist of the email was like, oh, you know, it was late when she ordered it. Busy week for her. She didn't really think about it. I was like, okay. But I think, you know, even what, what, where I found the problem was with her email was that it had typos in them also. Like, even in the subject line, you know, there was a typo. So, with all those things considered, right, I just felt that her email wasn't satisfactory because she was just not being, um, what do you call that? Um, like, I feel like she hadn't processed 
why it was wrong and she was just sending me that email to kind of save her own reputation that that sort of vibe you know so with that in mind i i, I sent her back another email explaining everything um and why you know this was all wrong um and um she didn't reply and get back to me so at this point i i felt like you know i couldn't uh, get through to her so i few weeks later after so much consideration and so much like um you know mental trauma i guess i i i brought it up with the school and that's where it was at la more I think one thing that you really mentioned that stood out was the fact that um, there was a test yes. and there was an exam and yeah. that's why you felt yeah. like uh, you couldn't say anything. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, <clears throat> on top of everything else, the fact that, you know, it is an authoritative figure. You are a student. Mm. Um, it is daunting. It, you have all eyes on you. Just yeah. It's just, it's sad that if we are back, like, it, it is all, like, academic, which is why you can't speak up. Like, oh, there's a test and you're scared that you might not do well yeah. or, I, you know, yeah. like... I think at that point, can you imagine, like, your week 13 stress? I think a lot of students can yeah. can kind of relate to being so stressed, right? And you're just in this mind frame that's so, like, uh, you know, I have to remember everything on the test. And then on top of that, I'm fasting. Not not to say, not to bring, like, you know, my religious um things into it, but it's like, you're fasting, it does something physical to your body, right? Oh, you're a bit, enough. like, you're tired yeah. and then now you're stressed and then this thing happens and then... Like you're faced with a choice and and the thing is, you know, when I look back at this incident, um yeah, and I think another point that I want would want to bring up is, you know, um sometimes when minorities face these things and you know when my friend was pushing me to to like, hey, you should say something to her, I did not want to because I knew that this would happen. And I knew that yeah. I wouldn't be able to emotionally handle it. Uh although I, I feel that looking back I did it pretty well I, I I composed myself and stuff like that it's fine but I was shaking <laughs> before I was doing my test I was I was really shaking because I I was so angry but obviously I didn't want to put it onto her and put a show for the class it's like I have to put on a front that was calm and all that so I think moving forward I guess when people listen to this podcast when 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 your minority friends you know want to handle um a situation that they're faced with on their own and they explicitly say that I think you know, you should respect that. And and also other things like maybe sexual assault, you know, or SA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't push a victim to kind of like speak up because, you know, she, you know, by bringing it up with the teacher, she becomes a quote-unquote hero. Meanwhile, I'm left to deal with with the residue of all the things that, you know, that happened, that transpired in the class. And I had to send, she sends me an email. I have to send back an email. I bring it up to the school. Yeah, and, and sometimes I really wonder, um, you know, would it have been different if I, if she didn't bring it up in the first place, then I didn't have to deal with it? Or how would it have been different? You know, would it, would it have been a more calmer situation if I had just, you know, maybe after the test, sent her an email? Um, right. Yeah, you know, sometimes I really wonder, like, whether it would have been different. But but I also feel that, you know, with this, um, bringing it up to the school, actually, there were a lot of positive, positive things that have happened. So... I'm also proud of that, but yeah, it was really, really stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't imagine. I would be shit scared to do that. Like, if yeah. anything happened like that, like, and yeah. it is very, very scary. So, like, the person, like, just, like, for context, yeah, like, the yeah. person that went up to the lecturer and spoke, uh, two questions, was it 
a majority race and also second question was it on your behalf uh, like yeah yeah so she, yeah she was a, not a minority and um mm-hmm. it was on my behalf so actually after the class i actually I went up to her and I said and I explained to her lah because I think she really had good intentions. It wasn't a fault. So yes, of course. Anyone exactly who's listen, say, listening yeah. to this and knows who I'm talking about, like um, it's <laughs> not her fault. And and I made it clear to her so like she apologized profusely after like I told her why um it was like oh my god like you shouldn't have done that. But I think um she just had good intentions. It's just like it's just that she didn't really see from the from maybe my angle why it might have been like mm-hmm. yeah. Might have been said, but that's why yeah. I think it's very, yeah, it's very important what you brought up as well. Like that's why I, like to me when I'm like hearing this story, I just like commend the other girl as well for mm. helping you speak yes. up because that's also yes. very brave of her. However, it is, it is important to just recognize the added layer of complexity. Yes. Complexity. <laughs> complexity when, um, when a minority race has to deal with this yeah. and. Yeah. Like although we appreciate you for speaking up for us, yeah. thank you. But there is a reason why we like to do it behind closed doors, and there's a yeah. reason why we don't like to make so much noise because you don't yeah. want the spotlight on you. It's no. it's worse, and I'm sure no. she's learned also from this experience yeah. trying to help. And yes, sometimes all not all the help works. So I'm sure she's also taken away something positive from this experience. But yeah, yeah, no, I I only ask that because it makes a lot more sense why what happened happened, mm. and of course you know it. It just really is very sad, like yeah. that you had to go through this, and the fact that you had to end up bringing up to the school, and you took weeks to. Yeah. It wasn't even like a okay, like this happened. I'm gonna just email the school. This took yeah. like a lot of yeah, weeks lot of, of time. I think emotional, I, it exhaustion. Yeah, I think, like emotionally, I was when when it happened, and um. Uh, it was very emotionally raw for me. So I every time I talked about it with my close friends and and by the way, I really have not talked about this to anyone that's not my close friend. So Aww. yeah. So <laughs> I appreciate but I'm that. but I think time has already passed and I've already gotten all of that like negative energy out and the anger out so that you know when when you approach me with the podcast, I I was like okay let's it's a good time to redirect this into a, a good thing. So a positive thing, exactly. yeah, a positive thing. So yeah, like what you said, I think I took a long time to bring it up to the school because I had to process it because I did not wanna just bring it up for some frivolous reason, right? And in that process, you know, it was a lot of like gaslighting myself because I'm like, is this a big enough issue? Mm. You know, did it really happen the way it did in my head? You know, like oh, yeah, because yeah, a lot of things. I think a lot of times when minorities face something and they wanna speak up about it. Um, it's good one on one hand that you know it's become quite normalized on social media, but also the other end of it is that oh, are you just another minority just making a lot of noise, uh-huh. asking know, for attention, asking and for attention, making a big deal out of nothing? Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's so on point. Yeah. And that what you said also about the gaslighting yourself that is also <laughs> so real that a lot of people go through, and yeah. it's very very um like it's very honest of you to say that because yeah like even like let's say like I'm like listening to your story right like in my head I'm like if I were you I'll be so scared because I'll be like oh listening to people listening to this will they think oh was this not a big enough issue or like oh that wasn't even anything wrong yeah. like you know yeah. it's scary and yeah. that's why I'm I'm sure that it takes a lot of guts to first tell this because you know we've seen. Or especially this year, I don't know what's wrong with Singapore, but Singapore's gone mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> uh, the some weird of, things like, are going weird, on. Weird have been going exactly, and I feel like because they have been so widely covered by the media, and they're so, 
um, like on a very very big scale, and they are very easy to say that yes, this is wrong. Yes, you know, but with cases like this, it's, it's very very wow, intricate. Subtle. Yeah, very subtle. It's a for me Correct. for me I I use this term. It's called a like for me it's a pattern of behavior that that went on that I yes. really have to kind of hey this is something that I've seen and I feel like something has to be said about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's small acts, like you right? said. Of course, and, we're not and, delved- and mm. we talk about microaggressions a lot when it comes to you know uh, discrimination and racism, and I feel like this is it. Mm-hmm. So I guess one one example of of gaslighting myself would be you know about the halal thing, you know um about how like for that class I was the only Malay Muslim person, yeah. um and it's like should everyone or the lecturer you know you know. Should it be my needs, or you know, it, because most most of them are not Muslim, right? So mm-hmm. they can eat it, what? So, you know, but in these situations, honestly, if if the lecturer had said, or like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna order this, I would literally just, like, shut up and then just give him whatever. At least she asked, or like, whether I'm okay with it, and I would have probably said that, yeah, you know, it's fine. I would just, I just wouldn't eat it. But in this case, like. Yeah, I think the thing is there's a middle ground and we live in a multicultural and multi-religious society. It's just as simple as what if someone, you know, like some people can't eat beef, you know, some people are vegans or vegetarian. Yeah. So if we put it in this context and we, we kind of divorce the fact that it's a it's religious. a religion thing, right? Correct. It's just a dietary requirement. What yeah. if someone was allergic to seafood, for example? Yeah. It's it's a dietary requirement, but you know, I feel like it it wasn't considered so yeah it's it's hard lah it's hard basically uh, yeah. there's no right or wrong to this honestly yeah and <laughs> you mentioned that um so you brought it up to the school and after that yeah. one of yeah. the advisors i don't know what you call her okay like one of the advisors yeah you know reached out to you and was like oh hey i've already heard about this yeah. So that's the thing okay. with Wikimi yeah. and honestly with any school, nothing to do with Wikimi. It's just like actually yeah. no, Wikimi yeah. also like it's just a very small community, which is great because everyone's quite tight knit. You know everyone, everyone knows everyone. But at the same time, word travels so fast. So fast. Yeah. yeah. So fast. And the the how do I say not the boundaries, but uh the relationship between the uh, faculty and the students it's pretty close like you, we kind of all yeah. know each other quite well we do, so, we do we do yeah so which is why but then also when it comes to situations like this they're not exactly our friends anymore because then they go back to being an authoritative figure so in an authoritative yeah. figure whether it's an advisor or whoever suddenly comes to you and says oh my god I already know about the situation and you heard it on the yeah. bus and you were like yeah. How did what happened in that moment when you okay. found, when you knew that the faculty already knew bef- after, like before you had emailed them yeah, so, okay, for some context, basically, mm. I think I, I cut the story off after I sent the email, right, to the school. Yes, So, yes. once I sent the email to the school, it was actually, like, okay, I was crafting the email. I think, I think it was a Monday morning. So, I was crafting the email, like, over the weekend. And I was like, okay, I'm to send it Monday morning, first thing in the morning. So, I was on the way, the commute to school to freaking Pulau NTU in Boon Lay, very far. <laughs> <laughs> so, I sent, so, I sent the email. And so, to two people. One one more one is a teaching staff that's a student advi- kind of advisor, kind of advisor. Yeah, yeah. The other one is like a non-teaching staff, but she's like kind of the bridge, uh, between the management and the students. Correct. So, she her email immediately bounced back saying that oh she wasn't in office and she would 
you know, get back immediately kind of thing. Th- those like automated replies. Mm-mm. But then I think she saw the email and she knew my telegram because we have chatted yeah. before. Again, for like just stuff. again for added context, we are very close with our faculty and like yeah. we're very chill yeah, with yeah. them. They're great people. Yeah. yeah. Usually text about like jobs and stuff like mm-hmm, that in mm-hmm. school and volunteers and all that. So, so she immediately texts me like maybe five minutes later saying like, you know, she has heard about it. And um, she, you know, there's actually like behind the scenes, they know stuff that has happened like uh, with other students as well, but they could never pursue it because no, no one, one has come forward. Correct. Yeah. And, and when I heard that and, and when she was saying that to me and showing so much compassion, I literally, I went into a panic attack, like a mini panic attack on the bus. I was literally like kind of holding back tears because I was like, you know, after all of that, mental turmoil and emotional turmoil yeah i was finally like kind of validated in a sense that you know this is an issue and this is something that needs to be spoken about and brought up and kind of dealt with and i just felt seen you know for the first time like yeah because a lot of people around me were were saying like yeah you should do it and they were supporting me but i think when you have to do it yourself it's so much more more difficult Mm -hmm. because it's very scary it's your your own reputation on the line it's your Mm -hmm. own because I feel like because nobody has brought it up, right? I feel like I'm like a bit of like a guinea pig because it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, it could either blow up in my face and they say like, hey, you know, what you did was also wrong. Because the thing is, and and I've not even showed the email to anyone else, uh, even you, because I feel like, you know, that's another layer of... Keep that of, to yourself. Uh, yeah, I think you should. Yeah, keep that to my... Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the way it was, it was very strong, but very the tone was very stern, like, okay, this is wrong, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like the school could have called me out on that and say, like, you know, the way you worded your email was bad, but they didn't. You know, they they were very nice about it. They were very, like, this, you handled it really well. I was like, okay, thank God. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I was, I was also very transparent with them. I gave them all my correspondences and my emails with the lecturer. So, so not as to paint her in a bad way or to paint me in a better picture, I said everything. I was like, this is my communication with her. This is what happened in class. And, you know, it's really up to you guys to see whether this is an issue and something that you want to look into. So, And you said it as a matter of fact. And I think, like, that's also very good because it is very hard to remove anger or remove hurt from the situation and just be like, hey, like, these are the facts. Yeah. If you want to do anything about it, please do. If not, you know, don't... I totally understand about being the guinea pig. It sucks. It really, really sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, and and I think the best part for me <laughs> was knowing that actually other people have faced this and and there were people who were DMing me, you know, like after I posted it on social media. So yeah. So for, for some context, I did not I I did not say anything on social media as this was going on until the later, later stages of the investigation. Correct. So why did you decide to post it on social media? Like, I'm just curious. What was the, like, rationale? Yeah, I think for me was that, um, one, obviously, there was something to be said about, uh, I think the the excerpt of my email, and the email was actually sent to the school, explaining why I felt this was so wrong, um, was that, you know, uh, I think the line goes something about, like, in a classroom, the person who stands in front of the classroom, you know, holds a... Uh, has to be responsible because they hold a certain kind of power you know and as students we are inherently you know at a there's, there's a power play there you know like you know you are an authoritative 
authoritative figure, um, despite the fact that we are uni kids and we are more like vocal and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you have a res- responsibility um, for your students uh, and to conduct yourself in a very professional way, uh, which I feel like she failed. So, so I think going on social media was, that was my message to say like, um, you should never be um, afraid of speaking up uh, even if you feel like you might not be in that position of power. And also, uh, I think there were a lot, I mean, we were, we were talking about the gossip, right? And yes. how words that's really fast. So a yeah. lot of people knew about this already. And I mean, all, obviously, um, followers of from my Instagram come from school as well. So mm-hmm. they also, I think, it's also for me, I guess, to kind of clear my name because... A lot of things go, you know, go around and, and, and word might get distorted and, and stuff like yeah. that. So I just wanted to make it clear like, hey, you know, this is what happened in class and, and this is wrong. It's, yeah. you know, I'm already like, I feel like I was like cornered. I was already at losing end already. So I just needed some closure. I think mm. that's the main reason why I brought it up to the school because I needed closure. She didn't reply my email. So I needed someone to kind of like know about this and get some form of like, okay, this is... She has to know about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did the university, like... First of all, great that they made you seen... uh, Made you seem seen (laughs) and validated, which is great. And what exactly, like, did the university do to help uh, with the situation after? Okay, so it was quite a long process. And Mm. I must say that... Which is great. Yes, exactly. um... Yeah, which is great. Um, the thing is, uh, after I talked to to the school, I went down physically in a physical meeting room setting with with I think three people. Um, after having that chat, uh, a lot of weeks passed, and then yeah, I, I don't know whether I don't know how what, what the timing was, but basically after that there was this other meeting that they launched um, with. Uh, very big people in making me like the managing community like they were senior senior professors you know um, and then we had a chat over zoom also that was one and from what I understand um, they also approached several students who were in the class to kind of confirm and fact check about what I said wow. yeah so th- this it was very extensive I have not followed up about the what action they might have taken but I think um, in the whole process, they were very nice to me. They were saying like, okay, we are not going to tell her that any of this is happening until your results have been locked in the system so that, you know, they can keep objectivity as much as possible. That's great. Which is amazing. Because yeah. um, as a student, that's yeah. one of your biggest fears, right? That your grades would be yeah. affected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, and and um, so the whole process was that. So, but but in terms of the outcome, I haven't really heard anything yet. But mm. they did ask me. They were asking like, "Oh, what kind of outcome do you want to see from this whole thing?" Then, um, I think some people, especially my friends, were were hoping that I would say that like, she'll get sacked or suspended oh, or something like that. But <laughs> but really, what what I really wanted for her was to just know and for her to be just aware. know that you know be aware that this behavior is not acceptable and. And I'm calling you out for it, obviously. And and I hope that this really doesn't happen to any like future batches of students. Because uh, I think I've said this before, like I think in a lot of settings in the classroom, minorities really find themselves alone. And that's where I also find myself like I was really alone. And there was no other minority to kind of 
to understand the position that I was in. Yes. This is not really like a minority majority issue. It's not like to segregate every yeah. anyone like, oh, I'm Malay and then you're Chinese or whatever. It's not that. It's really to say like, you know, if you're not in my position, you would, and you've never walked in my shoes, you will never understand the amount of stress that goes that you know that we face. Yes. Because it's so like such a tough spot that you're put in. Yeah. So, no, that's yeah. why honestly, it, it really <laughs> takes a lot of bravery to do what you did and to be the guinea pig and to be the first one. And I'm sure that, you know, people uh, who have reached out or who reached out to you over DMs, they must yes, have been like, yes. you know, or anyone listening that it doesn't even have to be the same lecturer, like in general, like any sort of like teacher who have, you know, racially profiled someone in class intentionally, unintentionally, whatever it is, mm. whatever mm. the reason is, I think they might also feel like, okay, like this goes on and it's okay to speak up like your your future is not going to be mm. ruined because you speak up although not everyone gets mm. as lucky so yes, we, i get yes. it like it's a very blanket statement to say oh your future won't be ruined like don't like yeah, just yeah, speak up yeah. i get it like Definitely. i totally recognize that it's a very blanket statement to say that and like yeah. in an ideal world yes, yes. <laughs> in a not a very Us, unideal yeah. world we get it it doesn't but what i yeah. mean is that you i just feel like now we are in a better time to speak up. Yes, yes. Compared um, to maybe 10 that, years ago. Yeah, definitely. I feel that um, I was thinking about it. I was like thinking, you know, if internships don't want to take me because they've heard about this issue and she might be back You can call them. them out. No, you know what? I say, <laughs> what I say to that is I wouldn't want to work for those companies anyway. Exactly. You know, because mm-hmm. there's, there's so many other companies that I can work for, so yep. many other companies that I can invest my time in so why would I go to a company that that doesn't see this as an issue? A hundred percent. They might I have totally treated me in the same way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and I think we get very scared also because like the industry we both work in is advertising and PR, mm. right? Um, yeah. So <laughs> just again a little bit of context. The industry is very small. Uh, yeah. Although you may think it, like very. oh everyone does marketing, everyone does advertising, PR. Yes, in a way, yes, so it's a very common job now. But it is a very small industry. And what we mean by that is that everyone knows everyone. And especially yep. the higher up. So when you are blackballed in this industry, if Ooh, someone with yeah. a high power, exactly, if someone with a lot of connections mm. says something negative about you, very hard to get a job after. It is yep. very hard. And which is why, yep. but going back to what you said, that shows a lot of like character also. Like, you know what? If they don't want to take me, if the best company in the world, because they heard something about this, doesn't want to take me, well, I don't want to work with you. And I will yeah, find another better company with culture that, facilitates you know um making someone feel comfortable in their own skin and making someone feel comfortable to speak up that should be the company you work in yeah so although it's easier said than done because i completely understand the fear and in different contexts as well like for my context would be like working industries like to work in the industry internships is very scary because you need to get a good testimonial and if you don't and if you mess up at an at a company wherever you work you are like shitting in your seat like oh my god like what if they say something bad to like the someone else from another boss yeah it's just because the industry is so small yeah you know you know i was thinking about this and really um i must say you speak really well and you know me and my friends we really have we really talked about this, you know, we were like saying like, why do minorities who, especially in uni, we speak so well? Um, and I think maybe that's also because we know that we have to try a bit harder <laughs> to kind of be impressive, to be, yeah. to be, to put on this front, right? Because I think a lot of the times, um, sadly, even though today we live in a better world and stuff like that, but there are still stereotypes, there are still preconceived ideas about mm-hmm. um, 
how certain minorities act. Like I think Wake Up Singapore posted something very recently about how this guy was just taking MC, and then I the was, boss. I was gonna bring that up. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then the boss said like, oh you know all Malays, Malays are like this. Yeah. Taking, yeah. So I think um I mean taking that like not personally at all. I think for me, I've always been like kind of engineered to kind of you know if. I have to be really talented, you know. So if even if these things happen, I just hope that you know companies you have in the to fall future. Back on. Yeah, I have something to fall back on. Like I, I have to really hope, right, that I'm talented enough that other companies that are better than the company that's you know that I don't want to work for would take me in. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think it's also because we are very we kind of do walk on eggshells a lot. Um, we do. Um, and it's just embodied in us like it's something that i don't even think we realize it's so submerged yeah. and that it's also because we don't want to say the wrong thing and yes. because yeah. at the end of the day although like yes the whole point of being called a minority is because there's so few of us and mm. even if you say one wrong thing there are a lot of other people although there may be very kind people from the majority races yeah. and we have so many friends from the majority races unfortunately there are also the other side who will come down on you if you yeah. say the wrong things so i think yeah. that's also Applying back to your situation, it is very like, well, what do you say? Yeah. Like, do you will you say the wrong thing? Will you be perceived mm. the wrong way? Will mm. the faculty now all yeah. hate me? Like, you know, will all the yeah. teachers be talking? Like, that's I think it's another yeah. fear. I was thinking like, are you scared that, yeah. or, or rather, uh, to rephrase that question is like, have you actually felt that you were treated differently by other faculty members as well? Like, do you think they knew, or okay. were you okay with so, that? So, so the thing is like, I think no. Okay, um, that's good. I think. The thing is, like, I wasn't treated differently, but, but obviously, like, you have to prepare yourself for these situations, right? Obviously, if I'm talking, they're also talking among themselves. Exactly. So I think we forget so, that teachers yeah. gossip too. <laughs> we yeah, really dude, forget that. Yeah, love gossip. Like <laughs> we forget that they're human as well. Exactly. But I think that I think on my end, that's why I, well, I spent so much time, um, crafting my email, um, and thank God, you know, I listened to all the all the PR classes and all the whatever <laughs> writing classes because I really wrote it in and I wish I really wish that I could just show everyone the emails that I wrote because um, they I really when I look back at it it was really objective and not like mm-hmm. emotionally charged and I really tried to flesh out the 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 incidences and, and, the, and the things in a way that was objective and not like you know it's race issue or what it's really yep. an objective thing because I also brought up the fact that, you know, we are a communication school. We are doing, we would be, you know, PR practitioners, advertising practitioners in the future. And we need to have this awareness yeah. of different minority races and the needs and be sensitive to sensitive to these things because we are work, literally working in, in, in an industry. And if you don't, even if you're not aware of these things, it might just make, it might just, you might just fall into a PR crisis, basically, you know. So mm-hmm. in an objective way, being aware about this is important. It's not yeah. just like, oh, you know, I have to be sensitive to minorities. It's not just that. It's really the understanding really goes a long way. Yeah, and you know, yeah. you said something very important also, like how, about how this is, can just turn into a PR crisis. And I think, yeah. you know how you talk about, uh, there is this thing called greenwashing. So basically, I know yeah. this is completely different, okay, but like to... Yeah, about uh, um, to environment, bring it, the environment. Correct. So, you know, right. like just to uh, explain. So greenwashing is when let's say a company says on their motto like, oh, we're so sustainable and blah, 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 but they don't do anything about it, right? Or yep. they just kind of take <laughs> that and then they put that as their name. and Or they're just like, not lying, but like they don't actually actively do 
yeah. anything throughout like, the year. Yeah, yeah. It's like so how companies very, sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, just just to add on, like yes, how yes. companies sometimes say that you know they with with them, like they support like black creators or like black black artists and stuff like that. But exactly. then in the end, you know when you look at the company and then you see the amount of minorities that are in their senior management and stuff like that, it doesn't it doesn't show up. It, it doesn't, doesn't show up. up. So yeah. why mm-hmm. I brought this up is also because there is this thing again. Okay, it's a PR slash. It's just a marketing term. It's called corporate social responsibility, which mm. I'm, I'm sure both of us know what that means. Yeah. And basically, it means when companies do, um, they t- partake in different things to show that they are a moral company, that they have good values, and as they should. That also is yeah, a very because, big part of yeah. PR, and that's yeah. great. But then, because there's been so many different things happening throughout the year with race. I worry, and I don't think obviously NTU does this, but it's just also, I guess, a thought at the back of my head, like, are they doing this to prevent a PR crisis? Do they actually care? And this is where the whole, like, something like blank washing comes in, you know, pride washing, green washing, corporate yeah. social responsibility, all of this. Like, are we doing this to prevent a scandal or are we doing this because we yeah. actually care? And I can yeah. safely say, I think at least for the faculty in Wikim Wee, I think they generally they, they, do care. Yeah, they generally care, yeah. Um, even they were even like they were so kind of like apologetic. They were like, "We're so sorry this happened to you." And then they were like, "Was the prof like white?" Then I was like, "No," <laughs> because they were saying like maybe maybe because they're white, right? Then they might not be they be, they Culturally might be less sensitive. sensitive. Yeah, so yeah. they were like, yeah, they say like this gives them an opportunity to kind of send out a mass email to their profs, um, kind of saying that um to remind them about the different needs of different students. And they yeah. assured me that every Wikimedia event that they organize, they have like halal food and vegetarian yeah. options. And, and they, they have do. shown that it's not something exactly. that they just say. They do. They, do. they actually yeah. do. And I can attest to that. Yes. Also, like even like during like FOC, school. during camp. Yeah, like, yes. I mean, we, we really do, you know, like, I, I remember there was one rule in uh, as FOC co-chair, we was passed down. It mm. was, uh, you cannot have any non-English terms in the cheers. Thank God, because we say, both know. Yeah, oh, we both know. Yeah, <laughs> I can do a whole other episode on this. this is yeah, like I was just saying. From this I was issue, just saying. I, I was just saying. Episode on why cheers should yeah. remain in English. English. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a whole other thing which I can like sense yeah. both of us have been through that's, enough of that. I yeah, I feel that that like what I think minorities face in NTU itself can be a whole episode mm-hmm. about how like it's systemic. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, about all the ridiculous things I've heard, but you know what? Let's not bring it into this episode. No, like, okay? today yeah. we focus on you. It's it's a whole <laughs> other conversation. I feel like exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think it's it's also very important to bring up the possibility of these big yes. entities, these big organizations, institutions who, yes. yes, unfortunately, may just want to protect their name and prevent yeah. a very big scandal. Because look left and right, there are big big names getting dragged through the mud as they should. But which is why yep. it's good that I'm very glad that you felt like I'm not just saying like I'm glad that you felt as well that you know what they genuinely do care, and yeah. I don't yeah. think they would have worried. Oh shoot! Like we better send an email so that we can prevent any like scandal. Yeah. I don't think it was that. Yeah, I think no, genuinely was, they would have uh, been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, were like really like okay. Some students, you know, have really have this because I think they really what they want to do is really make the students feel as comfortable as possible. Yes, they were also telling me like. You shouldn't worry about your internship. You know, it's fine. Oh yeah, next um, year, right? Or next sem? Yeah, next year. Next oh. sem. Hey, sorry, no, next year. Next hey. year, okay, okay. 
sorry, not only did you internally resolve it with yourself, you are helping a lot of other people. And I know that you weren't trying to be a hero. You weren't trying to do anything. No. Yeah. No. But no, I'm, no. I hope that you know that by doing this and by speaking up about it and by even like months later talking about it on a podcast takes a lot of balls mm. to do it and <laughs> it really does it is scary shit and like what you said like you know it bringing up stuff like i it, it, i can't imagine and i'm so appreciative to you to come on and be able to talk about it very yeah. calmly at objectively yeah. even you know yeah. all of that and like it takes yeah. a lot of guts to do that so good on you for doing that and like <laughs> i honestly really like i i think you help a lot of different people yeah you know the thing is like i'm i'm always very cynical of people who kind of say that they're very altruistic and do it for very altruistic reasons because <laughs> obviously i did this also for for my own closure you know it's self serving yes. obviously but but also like I really, you know, I really put my shoes into, you know, maybe a new year one Wikimedia student coming to Wikimedia, thinking that it, it is a very diverse school. We have all sorts of people in Wikimedia and we accept everyone. Generally, I think the student body accepts everyone for who they mm-hmm. are. So you're not afraid to be yourself. But the thing is, when you are faced with this situation and suddenly like the world comes crumbling down on you, yes. like nobody is speaking up for me, everyone yep. is quiet. And then suddenly like, you know, and it's a teacher who's kind of like transgressing this this openness that we have and this diversity that we have and you're just like what do i do now you know so i'm really thinking about those it, students who might find themselves in those situations and and kind of hoping that um this never happens again and nobody has to feel what i felt when wording these things really is such a hard way to do it and i think um coming back to you know bringing it up on social media i didn't do it and i feel like uh in my personal capacity, I think people know me as a very vocal person. But when it comes to social media and speaking about social issues, I kind of hold my tongue a little bit. Um, not because I'm not proud of who I am or, or or whatever, but I think engaging in social issues online is a bit harder because there's so much different voices. Oh there's God, so much scary. different perspectives. And, and you might just be, you know, bashed up for it and stuff like that. And that's why I I make sure that, you know, when I, I'm coming up to say something, um, it's... You know, it's I try to word it as intelligently as possible and and to make sure that, you know, it doesn't get lost in in emotions. Because sometimes you see a post on social media and you wanna sh- freaking just share it, right? Because it's so like ah, uh, it just fuels me, you know, like especially with that that wake up Singapore thing with the with the MC um MC incident. I was like, oh my god, I have so many things to say and I was going to say something that was like, oh, okay, you know what, like, sometimes you really have to kind of take a step back because emotions might take over. So, mm-hmm. in those situations, I would never post and, and that's most of the time, you know, so I would usually post when, when I feel like I've processed it and I can see something objective about it. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, obviously, it's always so important to, to kind of shed light on these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I'm so grateful like to these accounts as well, like Wake Up Singapore. Yeah. I had them on the podcast as well and they were great. Yes, I, I listened to it. Yeah. Oh, you did? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, it makes I did, I did. me happy. Yeah, no, like, I, I mean, they're doing amazing. The guy was well spoken. He was yeah, really well. His name is Sean. Well very, very well spoken. Very, very, like, a delight to talk to, really. He was a really good guy. And yeah, yeah like, I mean, I see them doing this. Like, it, it, it makes us, I think, just have hope. I think that's why we're saying something like yeah. that. Like, you know, just have, we have hope. I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when, when I enter these sort of things, it's not for me to win, it's really yes. to start a conversation. And to kind of um get her side of the story as well and to kind of like like, you know, maybe she really didn't know, she didn't really she didn't 
understand why this was an issue but now she does because even though she's much older than me and we are talking about authority right like we cannot assume that they know everything as well i think there needs to also be an understanding that they're also human and they're also learning um as they go along so it's something that it still it still lingers in my mind like if you know maybe i throw it back to you if like like or like to her like what if like she sees me in the lift how is she gonna react to me fair enough you Mm -hmm. know yeah so it's like yeah i really wonder and and um but obviously i'm not gonna pursue it uh (laughs) because i've gotten it all out and i've moved on with my life doing other things (laughs) yeah but um yeah i really wonder Mm-hmm. On to other and bigger things, and I can't wait to see where you're gonna go, even further <laughs> with social media and TikTok. Hopefully, I'm gonna be following all of you commenting. <laughs> no, but okay. Do you want to yeah. leave any listener? Oh, any listener. Do you want to leave the listeners with any last words? Any piece of advice? It can be anything. Hmm. Last words. I would say. I guess what comes to mind right now would be like when you do something do it with you know the right intention yes. you know and this applies to situations like not even in 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 this situation you know when for example you want to start a tiktok channel or like you want to start a youtube channel or whatever it's really do it with the right intentions and it will yeah. really like kind of shape the things that you do and the things that you say because if you come in with you know bad energy and, and negativity um all of that will translate into your work, the things you do and the things you say. So um it's really it's it's really harder harder it's harder to it's easy to it's sorry, it's easy said than done. done. Yeah, it's easy said than done. Um honestly, because sometimes we 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 fail to figure out why we're doing certain things, right? Yeah. And with this issue, um I'm also I also I struggled so much because I was like, why am I bringing this up? Am I just angry and I just wanna and her career, no lah, obviously not, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so what's my intention? What, what is the end? What's the outcome? You know, okay. that's why I was able to give a very... Um, uh, objective? Calm, objective response yeah. to the school when they asked me on the spot, like, what do you want to come up? What, do you, what outcome do you want to see out of this? Because I thought about it and, and I was very clear with my intention. So, um, as, I don't know, is it cheesy to say about like intentions and shit? I don't know. But I think it's it really, yeah. It shapes you and what you do as a person. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good like food for thought, and especially how you say it can be applied anywhere, like not just like things like this. Like literally, like what is your intention doing anything? Like is it for greed? Is it for fame? Yeah. Or is it just yeah to help? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The why Something is yourself. very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like also like you know why would you start a podcast? You know why would you do this? And that, so it's like really the why is so important because in anything that you do, the why will really carry you through. through exactly. If you're doing things without a purpose, you will just burn out quickly mm-hmm. because you don't see the purpose and the end behind it. Yeah, it's so. I love yeah. that. I love that. I'm going to take that also with all my stuff. I think that's such a nice thing to end it off on. Well, oh thank my. you so much for coming onto the podcast. I had such an yeah. amazing time talking to you. I'm so proud of you Same for being here. able to do this. Yeah, and I'm proud of you having this platform for, you know, people to speak up about issues that are important. Thank you. Yeah. It means a lot. So plug yourself. Yeah. Where can people find you? <laughs> oh my god. I actually hate plugging myself, but if you want to find me on Instagram, that's at K-H-K-H-A-I-R. Uh, that's about it. TikTok? You can find my other thing. 
Same in same username. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Same I'm like huge fan. I'm a, I will literally link everything there, so you will oh see it <laughs> everywhere. But thank you so much once again. Thank you, Sejo. Bye.